Absolutely, yeah. I found myself in that like hole all the time, you know, like, oh, kind of bummed, like, um, hold up a minute. Like, you're living, you're living in paradise, man. Like, you come from London and now you're living in New Zealand. Like, yeah, you're living in like a, a city, but I could drive like 10 minutes and like be without not even see another human or whatever and be up in the hills and stuff. So, um, yeah, you, you've got to keep yourself grounded and pinch yourself every now and then because, yeah, we're very lucky. This is Aotearoa Adventures with your host, Abigail Hanna, the podcast for everything you need to know to travel New Zealand. I talk to photographers, van lifers, mums, students, and everyday Kiwis to hear their inspiring stories from past adventures and to share helpful tips and tricks for your travels. Whether you're visiting Aotearoa for the first time and live on the road, or you work a nine to five and have lived in New Zealand your whole life, you're guaranteed to learn something to plan your next getaway and get a new excitement to explore more of this beautiful country I call home. So grab your hiking boots, hop in the car and turn up the volume. If you've ever cooked a meal from scratch in the bush, you know how challenging it is. Backcountry Cuisine have solved this problem with freeze-dried meals that are lightweight, delicious, nutritious and so easy to prepare. With breakfast, lunch, dinner and dessert options, as well as vegetarian, vegan-friendly and gluten-free meals, they have something for every adventurer. Backcountry Cuisine are my go-to for yummy meals on the trail and I also keep a stash in the van just in case. For quick and easy meals for all your outdoor adventures, use the code ABIGAIL for free shipping off your next order. That's A-B-I-G-A-I-L for free shipping off your next Backcountry Cuisine delivery. Head to the link in the description to find out more. Kia ora. welcome to the Aotearoa Adventures podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Scott Howes. Um, would you like to introduce yourself for listeners? Yeah, sure. So um, as Abigail said, my name is Scott Howes. Um, I'm a ooh, travel photographer, videographer, yeah, bit of everything. Um, as you can hear, I'm not from New Zealand. I'm from England. Um, I moved to New Zealand four or five years ago. Um, and it's now home, and uh, I'm very blessed to to call it home. Um, yeah. What um, prompted that move to Aotearoa? Um, and also, where in New Zealand do you call home? So, um, this was before the world ended. Um, <laughs> we, me and my wife, or my now wife, we were um, we took a year off. We backpacked around the world, um, South America, Asia. Middle East, um, Aussie, like did the whole, you know, the whole shebang. And we were coming to the end of a year and we still had some money left. And this was the back end of 2019. And we'd been to New Zealand before on holiday and just fell in love with it. And uh, my wife had previously lived in Aussie and we'd traveled back through Aussie um, on that on that backpacking trip. And it just didn't have the same vibe as when my wife was living there. Um, mm-hmm. And we were sitting down with actually some friends one night and they were like, well, just like, you know, go back to New Zealand, get your work in holiday and just see what happens. And we were like, oh, yeah, like it is what it is, you know. Um, and we're pretty old as well, not pretty old, but like I was, I'm 34 now, but I was 28 or no 29 I think when I left England to go backpacking so I guess it's pretty late in terms of doing that sort of that stuff midlife crisis I guess <laughs> um, and then yeah so we finished our we finished up our travels and we got the working holiday visa and we yeah we just went to we landed in Auckland uh, traveled down to Wellington and we didn't want to live in Auckland I don't know why we just had this stigma of like 
um, I don't know, we don't want to, we, we come from London, so we didn't want to live in another capital city, so to speak, yeah. you know, even though Welly is the capital city. But um, we were like, oh, we'll just, we'll go and try Wellington. Like, we spent some time there, um, I think in 2017, and was like, this is a cool place, like, and we'll just see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, the world ended, and that was it. <laughs> 2020 Five, happened. Yeah, 2020 happened, and we spent a lot of time inside, and um it was probably a blessing because I wouldn't be a New Zealand resident if it wasn't for that. Mm. Um, I was very lucky. Like we always wanted That's to stay. Super special. In, yeah. It is. Yeah. Like we fell in love with the country again, um, you know, within the six months before the world locked down. And we always knew that we wanted to stay a little bit longer. Luckily enough, my wife was working like in a pretty good job. Um full time the whole way through the pandemic. So um yeah, once we come out of the pandemic they offered a sponsorship and then I just tagged along and here we are. Oh that's awesome. So, yeah. But um so just to go back to your, the start of your question, um we were living in Wellington. So yeah, yeah we did yeah. the four and a half years I reckon uh, in Welly and we have just packed up our whole life, put it into storage and currently live in on the road. Um yeah, so that's why I'm speaking to you from Indonesia today. But um, the plan is to go back. We'll be back in January and um, we'll relocate to um, probably Queenstown. Oh, cool. The, dr- well, the dream. That's a cool story. <laughs> yes, Queenstown yeah. is absolutely the dream. Um, you mentioned the working holiday visa. Is there mm-hmm. an age limit on those? Yes, there is. So I was um, – I had to be in New Zealand by the time I was 31 and I – okay came to New Zealand when I was 30 so yeah um, yeah I mean if I hadn't have come before the world shut down then yeah I would probably have never yeah. come to New Zealand oh, again super interesting you know, on, yeah on holiday and yeah it's a blessing I mean um, it was a crazy time for everyone you know like we didn't see obviously family or friends or you know like any, anybody else did in the world but it it made us we were very lucky to be in New Zealand at that time you know we were mm. going once we were in those sort of um, out of the lockdowns and you could roam around a little bit, you know, what we saw in New Zealand was just, yeah, it's just special. You know, I've got goosebumps thinking about it now, you know, <laughs> going, going to Mount, Mount Cook and stuff and yeah. there's nobody there. It was just yeah. like in, insanity, you know. Um, it's super yeah. interesting because quite a few of the guests that I've had on the podcast talk about those COVID years when our borders yeah. were closed. And I guess like it is recent history. It was only 2022. Mm-hmm like 12 months ago that we actually allowed people to sort of come back into the country as visitors. So it's very recent history. But, um, yeah, so many people reflect on those just traveling at that time when there was no one else on the road and we really just had the whole country to ourselves. Yeah, we were very lucky. And and I think think that's probably what made me take the leap into, like, doing this whole photography and video thing full time because – That's awesome. yeah, so it was yeah, it was a crazy time, and yeah, I guess I had a midlife crisis, quit everything, and started trying to do this full time. You know, so. <laughs> well, I'm taking the leap into some some freelance stuff. Yes, so. man, honestly, that makes me laugh. Yeah, like um, scary, but yeah, like it's so rewarding, eh? And um, yeah, you've got it for sure, man. Like, yeah, no. just, there's going to be some bad days, but there's going to oh, be some absolutely. like. like you know (laughs) celebrate the wins but yeah um I think that was a struggle for me when I first started like the you know the paycheck to paycheck and then 
I mean, even like a mental health aspect of like, you know, mm. you put in so much work, like, and you don't get anything out, you know, like, um, mm. you're not getting paid for some of the stuff you do. And you're just like, oh, this is never going to happen. And then something happens and you're like, all right, we can do this. And then, yeah, so you've got it for sure. Well, have you got any advice for people that might be wanting to take photography full time and sort of step into that freelance world? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. <laughs> um, That's not what I want to hear. No, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it's so cliche to say, but you know, if if you have, if you are working full time and you do have, you know, say regular clients or um, you know, you're earning enough money to to live okay you know at least pay your bills and stuff then you make the jump for sure you know like i wouldn't mm. do it if you didn't if you wasn't already freelancing while you had that like stability um yeah i'm very lucky um i've got a sugar mama like i was saying earlier she got the visa to new zealand she was working the full-time job she was like very secure so it allowed me to you know maybe yeah concentrate on that more because we knew that we had like a safety blanket from her working yeah so absolutely. yeah big up to chloe for that one because uh <laughs> yeah i probably wouldn't be sitting in bali right now if it wasn't for her working the full-time job i think that makes such a difference because everybody's circumstances are so different exactly um, and that's yeah. what I always find it really hard to sort of take advice or give advice because mm. literally like everybody's circumstances are completely different. Um, That's it. Some people have a safety blanket. Some people are, I don't know, 35 and still living at home. Yeah, <laughs> Some it. people yeah. have dependents. Some people have kids. Like it's just completely different um, yeah. when, depending on what your scenario is. So I think that's, that's, that's awesome that you kind of acknowledge that as well. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like 100%. Um, there's no one word answer, is there? You know, it's all about how, you know, that you, the person is, you know, like Absolutely. I was very lucky to be able to do it. Other people in my position that was maybe – like you say, had kids, probably couldn't do it. So, you know, um, yeah. And everybody's journey looks different as well, even after you take that leap into doing something on your own. Um, Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's awesome. Well, Scott, tell me a little bit about some of those adventures that you did have. Um, And you mentioned that you have traveled New Zealand extensively. What does that look like? Um, Where are all the places you've been? Or maybe it's easier to say where you haven't been yet. Yeah, I guess the only place I haven't been to would probably be um, Great Barrier Island and probably the Chatham Islands. Um, so That's yeah, we've quite done. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot. I did actually try and get to. Um, I was looking at the Chatham Islands before I just uh, left on this trip, uh, but yeah, it just didn't happen in time. But um, yeah, we've like I say, like I mean, COVID was was a blessing because we were new mm. in New Zealand. I travelled. I'd been in New Zealand for a month on a like vacation on a holiday before, but you just only go to the you know Mount Cook, Queenstown, Milford, yeah. and then it's all so quick, and and you're flying back to England before you know it. So um yeah i mean that, that those covid times were magical i met like some of my best friends um during that time as well and shared some real special special times you know um we have got well we had a camper van before we left on this trip and we would just travel every weekend you know every, we would escape reality and um, yeah. being based in wellington's not the easiest place to get get around but we would make it happen you know taranaki on a mm. friday night back on the sunday and you know tongariro uh up to northland for a couple of weeks in the van and and then obviously flying down south and you know seeing all of the 
all of yeah. the gems and stuff that would happen there and yeah like some 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 wild times um and then obviously during those times like meeting people like i said i've met some of my best friends now um the friends that i'll you know hope to keep in touch with for life so we've there you know it was a lot more mountaineering experience than i had um and even some sort of alpine aspects and stuff like that so you know i tag along on journeys with them mm. and that's awesome just just living in a place like new zealand like the outdoors is just it's just amazing isn't it so yeah absolutely um, yeah that's so cool to hear how you kind of took advantage of those weekends and just those shorter adventures as well um was it quite hard to get bigger stints of time off with chloe's nine to five um i wouldn't say so because um I don't know. Coming from England, it's very relaxed in New Zealand. Like, you know, taking time mm. off and the flexibility and the work-life balance was – like her, her place was always real good. You know, we would – she could work yeah. on the road yeah. sometimes or or whatever. Um, and I think that's another thing going back to like the pandemic was they changed the way that like normal people worked in offices. They could yeah, that's so work true. from elsewhere. Yeah. They could work from home. Um, you know, they could incorporate – you know, whatever, like I say, I was, I, I traveled to the South Island for a job. She would come, she would still do her, do her job. And, you know, the, I'm doing a job at the same time and, you know, we'd make a little bit of a trip out of it or a holiday and yeah, we're very lucky. And then obviously like having the van, it was so easy to, to drive wherever in the North Island mm, and then yeah. take advantage of cheap flights and boats. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the ferries were really cheap. So, um, yeah, I guess it, and and like because I was new to New Zealand, it, I was hungry to see everywhere. You know, like yeah, you know what social media is like. It's like you see something like oh wow, I want to go. Gotta there. go there. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we're quite lucky that we live in. I mean, it's a very very long country, but it's you know you can get around fairly mm. easy. You know, once mm-hmm. you know where you are. So yeah, um, I don't know. I just got a real hunger for the outdoors and and adventure and just yeah. yeah if my 20 year old self could see me now they'd probably be like like who is that guy because <laughs> yeah i was used to partying and drinking and you know uh, that's wild. Wearing, wearing smart clothes and now i yeah i just want to be in the, the outside the outdoors and, yeah, yeah I, just, I definitely yeah, rate that enjoy um, nature this might be a tricky question, but that's okay. Yep. Um, but can you pick a top spot in the North Island, a top in the South, and then a hidden gem for North and South Island as well? Oh, okay. I'll give you time to think. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go North Island. I'm trying to think. Um, I do like Taranaki. Like, um, yeah, it's a special, I don't know, it's a special place. Even before I came to New Zealand, like I'd seen the photos of, of Taranaki and it's just so aesthetically pleasing that, mm. you know, especially like obviously the, you know, with the Tarnis, Pukai Tarns, yeah. and, you know, just magical, um, you know, if you get there on a good day. I remember the first time we actually went to Taranaki, we um we I was working on a building site at the time. Chloe was working full time. We picked we drove our van up Friday night and the weather was horrendous and we sent it up uh on the Saturday afternoon to the Tarns and it was just white out, complete white out. And we were like, Oh well, we'll see it out mm. and see what happens and then all of a sudden like the clouds just disappeared, the wind stopped and it was just like, yeah, breathtaking. Seeing that is, you know wow. just I've got goosebumps thinking about it, but like, you know, even Every time you go, like 
everybody goes to that spot and it's beautiful you know like it's every time i go i'm like wow this is it's a special place so yeah and then obviously not yeah. just not just there you've got other parts of, of that whole new plymouth region and uh egmont national park is yeah there's lots of little gems in there um I've I think this a is time. a great reminder for me because it's been a while since I've been to Taranaki um, yeah. and I'd almost forgotten how beautiful it is and how much I love it. Um, I also just had like awful weather and wind and way too many mm. people when I was at the Tarn, so I'm super keen to get back yeah. there. Um, I also haven't done Syme Hut, which I know you've done, so yeah, yeah this is yeah. – I'm writing it down. Yeah. It's going to happen this summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny one, that because, like, obviously that mountain, it looks so different from different angles, you know. Like, so from yeah. Syme, it looks very square-like. But then, obviously, from yeah. the Tarns, it's very, like, triangular. So, um, yeah, it's a special place, Taranaki. Like, you know, you don't get many sort of – like, apart from Mount Fuji, I guess, it would be similar mm. in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just the look of it is is cool. and Just so symmetrical. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. And then um, I spent a lot of time, obviously, in Tongariro as well, um, mm-hmm. like climbing Ruapeu silly amounts of times during <laughs> during winters and, and God knows, you know, starting at 1am. So that's always going to have a special place, um, you know, if for me or whatever. But um, so for the South Island, uh, I'd have to say Fjordland. Like, mm. you, you know, you can see why people say that like Milford is the eighth wonder of the world because absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been I've been very lucky to see quite a lot of the what like the world wonders, but yeah, yeah that's a, a magical magical place. Um, the whole of Fjordland is, yeah. I can only, I guess, you could compare that to somewhere like Norway or I don't know, maybe in the Italian Alps, possibly, but. Um, yeah, we're very lucky to have that, you know, kind of on our doorstep because that's mm. a, a special, special place. Um, and then Hidden Gem, did you say? I really like um, even like the Nelson Lakes, that area. Mm. Uh, is it St. Arnold? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a – I haven't explored much there, but um, – I've been to the hut up, is it Lake Angeles? Angeles hut, yeah. Yeah, Angeles hut. I actually had an episode with Dylan. Yes, you did. About Angeles hut. Yeah, you've got some wild conditions up there as well. But I'd love, I mean, that's, I'd say underrated for me. I have not Mm. explored that much there um, and I would love to explore more. Um, It's kind of a region that people just sort of pass over and don't really think about all yeah. that there is to do there um but from people that walk the te araroa mm. they say that that section is yep. the most the beautiful yeah, um, I can imagine. so it's like why, why do we sort of <laughs> why do we forget yeah. about it why do we forget I think it it's probably but i think it is just a bit more remote is. as well yeah. yeah that's it yeah it's a tough one to get to isn't it because you know if you're a tourist you're having to drive all the way up that way or mm-hmm. you know yeah. flying to nelson or whatever rent a car and but yeah i mean that like you say the people that do the uh, the it's some of the stuff I've seen is just like wilderness, just absolute wild up there. Um, and then down into like the Lewis pass and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it looks crazy. I think that whole region is, is, you know, that's another reason why I want to move to the South Island. Cause I'd say I've obviously living in Wellington and, and doing what I do. Um, I've explored the North Island, you know, with a toothpick. I've, yeah. You know, obviously there's always going to be places to explore and go again, but I've really like been to a lot of places in the North Island. So that's why I'm excited to like, when I get back to New Zealand, head to the South Island and like 
just yeah have that same feeling I did when I moved to Wellington and just like explore all the time and, yeah, and just get absolutely. get amongst it you know um but yeah one more underrated sorry for me I always bang on about this is Arpa's Pass I always mm. like a lot of people skip over that interesting always, yeah I always um anytime I'm in that region I'm like yeah we're passing through like I don't know yeah. I guess it's because it's so close to Christchurch as well it's just like if you live in Christchurch then that would be right. Yeah. Well, I'm probably one of the people that passes passes by Arthur's Pass. Um, yeah. Like I've done done Castle Hill. I've been to mm-hmm. Devil's Punch Bowl, Waterfalls. Yep. What else is there to do? Um, there's uh, a couple of easy hikes. Um, there's one called Foggy Peak. I mean, it's not – I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's it's accessible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Foggy Peak's good. And then you've got – I think it's Avalanche Peak which is up past the Devil's Punch Bowl that way. Okay. Um, you start on that side. I've never been up there, but um, I did plan to go up there once, but I was on my own and it was pretty um, pretty sketchy. So I was like, yeah, I'll give that one a skip, mainly because <laughs> uh, my wife was like, yeah, probably don't do that because um, – yeah. We don't get you rescued up there, but um, yeah, there's loads to explore there. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah, that's another. Like, I just want to be immersed in that, and yeah, just sort of. Maybe I need to know. just pull out my Topo maps and have a geese and see what sort of tracks are around there. That is um, it. Like the amount of times I spent like at home just looking through Topo and being like, "Whoa, like how? Like you can get to this place. This looks gnarly." Then like do some research and be like, you know. Um, yeah. we used to do that like in the, in the Tararuas a lot as well um, obviously that was like the closest sort of mountainish yeah, region that we've got um, but there was I've got loads of places on there that I've pinned but the weather is so so gnarly up there um, that you would plan and say you'd need a three day you're only going to get one day with good weather and then <laughs> two days you're in the in the wet or the in the oh. clouds so it's just like yeah I mean that place is crazy up there but yeah it's just a bit of a hassle to get to mm. well seeing as you have explored a lot of the north island what's one of your favorite hidden gems um up there hidden gems um um Kaweka Jay, it's um out in the hawks bay region mm-hmm. and um i actually shot a photo there um of um a person standing Basically, you can see like Tongariro. So you can see Ruapeyu. You can oh, see wow. uh, Mount Naraho like on a clear day. Um, yeah. And you just get layers and layers and layers of mountains. Like it's yeah. insane. Um, and, yeah, me and Chloe actually, we just went up there on a whim. We was up up in Hawke's Bay um, just in our van one weekend. And I'd seen photos of this spot. And I was like, ah, oh, like let's just check it out this weekend. Like it's a bit of a sketchy drive in. Um, well, especially in our 1998 um, Toyota <laughs> Hiace, it was a sketchy drive. Like if you had a four-wheel drive, it's fine. Um, and yeah, it's like a hour walk up. It's pretty steep in parts and there's been lots of like slips and stuff over the years. But um, yeah, once you get up there, like we went up for sunset and um, there's lots of like bivvies and huts up there. You oh, could explore that place fun. for yeah for ages. But um, that's probably one of my favorite photos that I've ever shot up in the North Island because just of that view of the endless sort of peaks of mountains and then like Naraho in the background, just, you know, which is like, I don't know, 200 300k yeah, away that um, sounds beautiful yeah I, cool. I can't sort of place it in my head but um is it the topor to napier road that you take and somewhere no it's there? um let me have a look in the Carweka forest park yeah so the topor to napier road it is off that but i don't think you can come in off that road so i came in okay. from yeah 
Where did I come in? I came in from Hawke's Bay. Um, but maybe you do go on the five and then cut in. But um, yeah. yeah, it's basically in between um, in between that, that number five and the number one, That's basically. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild up there. Like, um, it's another one of those things. I had so many plans. Like, we went up there on a whim. And we should have camped up there, really. We had our tent in our van, but I just couldn't be bothered to run back to the car <laughs> an hour and then hike back up in the dark. So, um, yeah, we always planned about going back there and, and camping up there because I'd love to see that place uh, for sunrise yeah. and sunset. And there's loads of little bivvies and stuff up there. I haven't explored much in the Kawikas except for on sort of just off Desert Road. There's a couple of walks mm-hmm. that you do. Um, but when you look at the Kawika Forest Park on Topo Maps, yeah. there are just so many huts. Yeah, there's hundreds. Like, right? I just want to yeah. just like, you, yeah. I don't know, there's so many huts. Like it's got yeah. to be the most like dense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like in the whole country, like there's just yeah. so many. There's like, why are oh. there so many here? Um, but I think that I think the hunters use them quite a lot um, yes. in the Kawikas. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's a lot of hunting up there. Um, and this is another thing about Topo is like it's dangerous because – <laughs> yeah i got i got so into like like um just huts like i just wanted yeah. to like yeah. go to huts photograph huts and yeah like you say there's hundreds up there um and uh yeah you can see them they're all over different ridge lines and and whatever and mm. some look super cool because they're like bright orange and, um yeah um i yeah, got really awesome. really Such into hut bashing <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, put on your photographer hat for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear some tips on how you sort of location scout and find these places to explore. And I suppose, um, do you get out there to take the photos or do you get out there and then take the photo? Like, do you, do you kind of get what my question yeah, is? Yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, that, it's hard, isn't it? Because like being, this is one thing that I've learned over the last few years is to like try and leave the camera a little Mm. bit and like Mm -hmm. just enjoy it you know um but it's always that one time you leave the camera and you're like damn like the conditions were epic or like sunset pops off (laughs) always always the way so to be fair i'm i'm a sucker i've always got the camera with me and i'm always looking to yeah not just document like i just love documenting Mm. um yeah you know just like not even the try the bangers you know just like the moments in between and stuff so yeah um in regards to like finding locations um i guess when i first moved to new zealand it was like yeah always like oh the camera in hand and um just shooting you know Mm -hmm. shooting the bangers and, and whatever and now that i've spent so much time here that it's now about finding stuff that people haven't you know been to before or you know just getting lost and just like, oh, you know, what's in this region? And yeah, yeah just trying to find some some unique places. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I would say that the photography probably does does come first because I'm always yeah. going to bring the camera. But um, yeah. getting outside is the most important thing, isn't it? You know, and yeah. just getting amongst it. And if you're with a good crew, um, yeah, just having a good time. So, yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting because I feel like my motivation to get outdoors, like definitely a couple of years ago was <clears throat> always to get the photo. Like that's <clears throat> what got me outdoors. But then yep. I'd always just have such a good time on a hike or whatever. I'd almost forget about the camera. So yeah. <laughs> it's no, kind of, it's, it's, and like you, 
you realize how much you appreciate it for yeah. the mental health and the other side of it. Um, but Absolutely. like, you know, if it takes a camera to get you out there, whatever oh, works, that's it. right? That's it. As, long, <laughs> as long as you're getting outside, you know, that's, yeah. that's the main thing. And um, I actually have appreciated that so much more, like since being on the road. Um, so I left New Zealand August time and mm. um, just you know, traveling back through Europe and, and like now being in Indonesia, it's, we're so lucky in New Zealand to like have everything on our doorsteps and the trails and the stuff and, you know, nature right now, I'm literally can't even go for a walk because I have to get on a motorbike to go to say the gym or, <laughs> you know, the motorbike to the beach and then walk the beach. And, you know, we're just very lucky. Like even when I lived in Wellington, you know, it did get me down some days when I would see friends and stuff, you know, living in the south island and they were like mm. you know up in the ski fields or whatever um yeah every day but got, <laughs> exactly but i had to pinch myself to think like hold up where i come from in london like yeah i don't even see you know we don't even see the places that i have on my doorstep in wellington so yeah i've mm. got to be very lucky um you know to, to see that but i think um, that's such a good point you make because wherever you live in new zealand yeah it's a magical country yeah, and 100%. there is so much to do, like even in Auckland, I know it gets a really bad yeah. rap a lot of the time, but we have so uh -huh. many regional parks and this place is literal paradise in the summer, like the number yeah. of coastlines and islands and it's just so yeah. beautiful. Like if Auckland wasn't Auckland, it would be like the Nelson Tasman yeah. of the North exactly. Island. <laughs> um, like it, it's just beautiful. Yeah, and I think we've just got to take a step back and sort of appreciate that every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I found myself in that like hole all the time, you know, like, oh, kind of bummed, like, um, yeah. oh, hold up a minute. Like, you're living, <laughs> you're living in paradise, man. Like, yeah. you come from London and now you're living in New Zealand. Like, yeah, you're living in like a, a city, but I could drive like 10 minutes and like be without, not even yeah. see another human or whatever and yeah. be up in the hills and stuff. So um yeah you, you've got to keep yourself grounded and pinch yourself every now and then yeah. because yeah, i've very got lucky. a volcano literally across the road from my house and every time yeah. I, I don't get up there often enough but when i do i'm like this is my literal backyard yeah yeah, yeah. that's it very lucky <laughs> like yeah um i've just realized that a question that i ask all my guests is how things started for you as a child and we're 30 minutes in and i forgot to ask this right at the beginning <laughs> But um, okay, did you travel much as a kid? Um, what did that look like with your family? Did they get you outdoors or was that something that you sort of discovered a lot later on? Yeah, it was very different to um, my life now. So um, coming from England, like mum and dad, mm. like super hardworking, you know, like wanted to do everything to sort of provide for, for the family. Um, they would work so hard and they would, um, you know, get the two weeks off in the summer and take the, the like the family to um like spain or like tenerife and it's basically just like you go to this all-inclusive resort yeah like poor dad's working like two three jobs he wants to just chill out and have a few beers completely yeah. understand that but then like you know, the kid is just in the swimming pool or at the kids club. So that was what my childhood looked like. And it wasn't until I got to, it was probably late. Like, you know, I start, I did travel a lot. And like when I lived in England, I traveled a lot with work. Um, so I would see lots of places in Europe and I was always traveling, but it was never for like what I do now, like adventure mm. and, and the outdoors. Mm -hmm. It was always maybe a city break or um, yeah, for work or, you know, you would fly in for yeah. meeting, have beers, have a dinner and then leave. So you'd never even see that city. 
Um, so yeah, it, it was, um, I don't know, probably 26, 27. And me and Chloe were basically traveling. Um, we were using our four weeks holiday every year to, um, just leave and go travel. So yeah. we, we did like, we'd go to Aussie for a month. We'd go to New Zealand for a month, a month yeah. in Asia. And then like, that was like three years. And we were like, hold up, we can't keep doing this because <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm 30 next year. And, you know, we're going to do, we're, we're never going to see the places we want to see or we're never going to travel. So mm. we're going to have to bite the bullet and go and do this full time. And that was when, yeah, 29, I left England and we did That's the whole super cool the year of backpacking so yeah my growing up was very different like um yeah like no disrespect to my family like absolutely everything they did for me was for the best and they the, the holidays that we went on were amazing but absolutely um, yeah very different to my sort of yeah. holidays now um but yeah I and it just like, grew, grew um, from there there's probably quite a few families in New Zealand as well that probably resonate with that story as yeah. well um like you've got the two parents that are working full-time exactly. jobs and you go to the islands for an all-inclusive resort mm-hmm. for two weeks out of the year four weeks maybe yeah. if you're lucky um or there's the other end of the spectrum where people are camping like <laughs> all yeah, the time exactly. with the families and that, um, that's the thing yeah like, super interesting yeah and like moving to New Zealand it's that's made me appreciate that stuff more you know I mm. couldn't do camping and stuff when I was a kid in London because I mean we could yeah. have gone somewhere but like my family wasn't they wasn't outdoorsy people but like now you know I speak to my mum every now and then and, and I say like oh yeah just like you we went out and had a couple of nights in the tent and she's like you're mad and I'm like <laughs> it's the best thing ever like what are you on about you know yeah, um, yeah. my parents so, yeah. aren't really the camping hiking kind of people but we're actually going with our extended family so there's going to be 17 of us oh, doing wow. that evil tasman hike this summer i'm oh, just so excited amazing. to get them out in the bush um and one of my favorite regions as well yeah, yeah. oh it's funny you say that when um we did the milfords a couple of years ago three or four yeah. years ago and um there was a big family like i think there was like 25 of them and it was so cool you know <laughs> they had like the, the, the grandparents and then like yeah the kids and then the kids kids and then there was like the babies and stuff like it was so cool to see yeah you know? there's so many grandparents down to about i think seven or eight my youngest cousin is so amazing yeah that's gonna yeah. be epic yeah i just yeah the other six or seven people that'll be in the huts with us will either have to, you I know, know yeah. join in on the was, card games or. <laughs> yeah, it was that was when we did the Milford. It was like me yeah. and Chloe and then this whole family and they like adopted <laughs> us at the end of it. Like it was super cool. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so cool. Um, Scott, is there a bucket list spot that you have in New Zealand that you haven't been to yet and you're super keen to get to? Um, bucket list spot there's always going to be bucket list spots Um, right (laughs) now I can't think of anything off the top of my head but like when I get back to New Zealand I just want to um, obviously I'll relocate to the South Island like I said and Mm. I just want to explore more um, you know more into into the hills into the sort of alpine elements and yeah just let that obsession sort of yeah feaster down there so i don't know about yeah bucket list spot but um i definitely want to yeah go to some 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 places more than what you can do in like a two-week trip down south and um that yeah, sounds pretty some, epic yeah send send some uh get some height some elevation and away from everybody yeah. Well, you have to sort of build some more alpine skills or do any courses oh, and yeah. stuff. To I, sort of, yeah, 
I mean, yeah. like to go like well out. Yeah, I, I I'd need to do a course and stuff. Like I've done a little bit with the boys before. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would definitely need to yeah to do like an alpine course or something. But that's um, sort of like the the next level up, isn't it? With like yeah, outdoor photography exactly. is like now yeah. you've got to get all these outdoor skills so you can go to more and more places. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, like there obviously there are a lot of places where you can get accessible at certain times of the year as well. Mm, with like yeah, you know, that's so true without being roped up and stuff like that. But um, yeah, for like roping up and, and, you know, like um, dealing with crevasses and stuff like that, yeah, I'd definitely like to do one of those Alpine courses in the next year or so for sure. Well, this has been such a good chat. Just before we wrap up, do you have any advice, Scott, for someone that wants to move to New Zealand? Maybe they're sort of at the end of their 20s and looking at that working holiday visa before the time finishes. (laughs) Um, Have you got any advice for, yeah, people that want to see Aotearoa? Yeah, just do it. Like, honestly, it was, yeah, the best decision I think that we've ever made, you know. So, um, yeah, just do it. It's a magical, magical place. Yeah, it's far away, but yeah, when it's far away, it's it makes it even more special. Um, so yeah, just do it. That's <laughs> absolutely hundred percent. That. It, yeah, it like, does feel very far away sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I mean, like, even like the working holiday. I don't know. It has a stigma around. I I feel like I have a stigma around like age and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm 34 now. Mm. Like, should I really be doing this for a living or whatever? And I'm like, nah. Like, you know, it doesn't. Age is just a number, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day. Hundred percent. I think I feel younger than ever living in New Zealand. So uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and like we were saying earlier, everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's exactly. journey is different. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. Well, where can people find you on social, Scott, if they want to look at your photography, if they want to see some of your past adventures and follow along on the upcoming ones? Give us all the places. Yeah, so you can find me obviously on Instagram um, at Scott Howes. And I've just delved into the world of YouTube over the last couple of months. So you can find me. Very exciting. Yeah, it's scary, time consuming, um, but it's been good. It's been really good. Like I'm really enjoying um, just shooting more videos and stories and, mm. and adventures. So you can find me over there on um, Scott underscore House. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. Website, scott-house.com. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure that all of those are linked in the description so people can find you Thank super you so easily. Much. And enjoy the rest of your adventures over in Indonesia at the moment. Um, Is there anywhere else you're headed or is it back to New Zealand after Um, that? No, so I'm I'm here and, well, I'm waiting for my Chinese visa at the moment. Um, They've taken my passport. So once we get that, we will go to uh, Java for a few weeks. Um, I haven't been there for so long, so I wanted to go back there and and film a short film. Then China um, and then there's, honestly, we're like Argentina, I don't even know where else we're going. Argentina, Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, it goes forever. So, yeah, yeah we've got yeah. a bit of a, a rigmarole. But we'll be going back to England for our first time in like 10 years um, wow. for Christmas. So yeah. that would be cool. Um, and then back to New Zealand in January to, yeah. to settle down for a bit. Awesome. Well, enjoy. And I'm looking forward to following along and sort of seeing where you are. Um, Thank you. And we'll have to catch up when you're back. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, jumping on this been cool to cool to chat oh thank you so much this has been awesome thank you
It was so cool to hear Scott's journey about how him and Chloe moved to Aotearoa a couple of years ago and about all the places that they've visited since. It's pretty impressive if the Chatham Islands and Aotea Great Barrier are the only places that they haven't been yet. I hope this episode inspires you to get outdoors and maybe visit some of those hidden gems that Scott mentioned or revisit the favourites. Just before you go, this month is the New Zealand Podcast Awards and I've got a 10 second favour to ask. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a rating for this podcast. Wherever you're listening, if you're on Apple or Spotify, it will literally take 10 seconds to leave a review and to show the world how much you love this show. Do it right now while I'm waiting. I am so grateful for every single one of my listeners and I can say that this community is growing and it's growing fast with almost 2,000 podcast listens in the last month. It's a massive achievement for an independent podcast. I'm really excited to enter the podcast awards this year and make sure you're following me at Abigail Hannah on Instagram because voting will be open soon for the People's Choice Award and I'll have all the real-time updates over on Insta. And it's been 10 seconds, so thank you for leaving a review and I can't wait to have you back next week for another banging episode. Until next time, keep adventuring. <laughs>